All right, guys, welcome back to the Basshole Podcast today and this episode of Timberwolves Talk. Um, thank you guys so much for the recent support lately. We've been loving connecting with you and uh, the views have been doing great on the videos. So keep it up. Um, hit the subscribe button below, like the video. It really motivates us to uh, doing our thing. Um, a lot of announcements and a lot of Timberwolves announcements in general too today. Um, so while you're watching this, our new video has just been uploaded on Basketball Lifestyle. The first video of its kind is a <laughs> 1v1 against me and Peyton. Um, so you'll have to check out. We're going to have the link above right here, and we'll put a clip on the screen too for you guys. But uh, yeah, it's a great video. A couple surprises in there, and that'll be the start of a new channel. Yep. So um, if you want to catch our fishing lifestyle content, Everything is up on that. So go go subscribe to that one too. Um couple announcements too. Why we didn't film a Timberwolves talk in the last, I think, seven days now. Obviously, Peyton and I were on vacation. Um, we made a couple videos on vacation that you guys will get to see too. So um you'll just have to stay tuned, be patient. We're gonna we've been pumping out a lot of content this week. Um Hopefully you guys all watched our video we dropped yesterday. That was the uh, tier list video. Um, we ranked every single Timberwolves player and put them in a tier. That video is really entertaining. Go check that out if you haven't. And yeah, um, anything else, Peyton? Well, yeah, just uh, just a pre, just a warning. Um, this is actually our fourth time recording this intro. So if it's a little lifeless <laughs> or if we're a little. I mean, this is the fourth time. The connection has been it's been a little rough. So if there's any connection issues, please don't blame us. It's uh it's not our fault. We're trying our hardest, man. And I think that the gods are with us here. And I think that we're gonna make it through this one. So just sit back and relax. This is gonna be a long one. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to uh to analyze and kind of go into. So yeah, just sit back and relax and let's have a great Timberwolves talk. Yeah. So, um, my fourth or fifth time talking about this game now, <laughs> um, the Suns game, the, uh, the infamous Suns game, the game of the year for the Timberwolves, yep. um, two forty bombs hasn't been done since, uh, Andrew Wiggins and cat twice actually did this. So it's not even that big of incredible. To, yeah. No, I guess not for the Timberwolves. Um, Ant with the 42 bomb and cat with the 41 point, almost triple double one of the best games of his career. Um, yeah, that was Ant's showcase game. If you if no one was watching Ant in that little 10-game stretch before, now they're watching him after that 42-point game. So that was his rookie coming out game. Everyone knows Anthony Edwards is a rookie of the year contender, and now with the news of the LaMelo Ball injury, possibly rookie of the year. We'll, well, we'll get into that Can't be a saying bit. that. Can't be saying that, man. You got you to be careful. Yeah, D'Lo's going to get canceled. We'll, t- yep. we'll talk about that uh, we'll talk about in a that little later. bit too. But – yeah, what a game. What a game. Um, I thought it was a great two-man game from Cat and Ant because no one else on the team wanted to score for some reason. Um, our, besides Cat and Ant, the rest of our team had 12 combined points in the first half. Um, I think they only had like 16 or something in the fourth quarter, too. It was, it was eh. But that's what you want out of your superstar players. You want them to carry you to victory when the other – part of your team is not doing well and that's exactly what they did um it was a pleasure to watch that game we were in florida watching it um great weather great vibes in general and a win ended the night perfectly so um that was a fun game to watch um a thing about that game is i mean cat is really getting overshadowed but like you said that was one of the best games of his career and honestly 
I think it was a lot more impressive a game than Ant because his efficiency was just out of the roof. That was like a Jokic level game, a good Jokic game. Like that's not just an app. That that game right there shows me exactly what Chris, Chris Finch sees Carl Anthony Towns being in the future for this team. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, the passing, I think it was two assists away from the triple double. Um, the cat's becoming a playmaker now. Um, he's becoming kind of part of the, he's the head part of the offense and, you know, directing it. He is, he is the orchestrator of this offense. Now I think, I think Rubio also is, but I love getting the ball in the middle of the cat off a pick a pick and pop and I love either him shooting it or passing it out. Cause it always works for us in one way or the other, the, uh, the ant and cat two man game is really coming to fruition. It's what we all kind of dreamed of. Um, ants making his layups. He's getting a few more calls. It's good. It's a good time to be a Timberwolves fan, man. Three and three after the break against two of the toughest teams in the NBA. Um, splitting those games is great. That's all we would have had to do in the beginning of the season season to be if we if we played like this in the beginning of the season with Finch we'd probably be in a playoff spot position right now and that's really good news for next year because we're down two of our best pieces too right now so I'm this game made me a believer in the uh, not that I wasn't a believer before but this game actually made me believe that yeah we're going to be a playoff team next year yeah because usually when the Timberwolves were to get in that situation end of the game me and you have both came out and said it that there's just no chance that we thought they were going to win the game at all like when we get to a late game situation no. we'd have zero hope there we'd be like okay well at least we got here but we're definitely gonna lose this game but that game man it just we looked like a real team we're starting to look like a real team and it's kind of weird everyone's starting to play a little bit better now that they're actually playing in their roles that they're used to you know what i mean like i feel like saunders just played yeah. everyone out of their roles and it just kind of makes everyone look bad so I, what i'm excited for is to see how finch plays D'Lo, and if maybe Finch actually playing D'Lo and the role that D'Lo is meant to be played, if maybe that can elevate D'Lo into that uh, S tier category. Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. I'm just I'm excited to get players back. Um, Malik suspended three more games, so he'll be out for this Thunder game, and then the next two, and he'll be back, and that matches up really well with D'Lo's timeline, which is about one to two weeks. So we should be seeing both of them return at about the same time, hopefully, and uh, and get that full squad. And even if we don't, because a 10 seed at this point's a pretty big stretch, even if we don't make it into the 10 seed, I'm just really going to be happy watching a fully healthy Timberwolves team play. Um, Yeah, I guess the next Suns game was well, uh, not as... Once, I got one more thing I want to talk about with that Suns game. So what... um. So we're not used to seeing actual coaching taking place. What are your thoughts on that foul when you're um, when you're up by three with seven seconds left and you foul a ninety percent free throw shooter with seven seconds? What uh, what do you think about that? Do you think we got lucky? So or do you think it was just smart coaching? I like the idea of the of the foul. Um, now, I'm not going to say in that exact situation because I'll say my premises for the for the foul. So say a team's down three points, right? To, some people believe the smart play to foul is to foul and put the guy at the line and shoot two shots. And I, I'm one of those people that say it's a smart thing to do, but there's a couple premises that have to be there to do it. So the first premise is the guy cannot be in a shooting motion. He It is 
apparent that you do not foul him when he was trying to go up for the shot. Usually <laughs> Chicago goes, Bulls. Yeah, it's have you the best case scenario is the guy's back to the basket, just caught the ball from the inbounds play. That's when you want to do it. The other premise is there has to be not a lot of time on the game clock. And by not a lot of time, I mean about three or four seconds left, not seven seconds left, which is what we did. Seven seconds is too much time because let's explain the scenario, even if this goes perfectly for the Timberwolves. So let's say Sarge makes those two free throws. Yep. There's seven seconds left. We have to inbound the ball. First of all, inbounding the ball is not an easy task. We did have a timeout, but you know, it's steals and traps happen. So we get the ball inbounds. Perfect scenario. We get the ball inbounds. We get fouled right away. We go to the line, knock down those two free throws. The Suns still have seven seconds. We're right back where we started. We're yeah, but right they gotta back go the, where we started. I guess they got to go the length of the court now. So then now it's. Now but that's maybe. more than enough time with seven seconds. Oh, easy there. Easy. So you're back in the same position. So I think it's a great move if there's about four seconds left on the game clock. Because you, you foul the guy. He catches the ball with four seconds left. Um, he goes to the line, knocks down both. You pass the ball in, knock about one, hopefully a second off the clock, and then they only have three seconds to go the full length of the floor, not seven or six. And going the length of the court in three seconds is a lot tougher, especially when you're picking up full court, which is what the Timberwolves would have done. They would have picked up full court in the backcourt. So I would have liked a little less time in the clock doing that at at the seven point second at the seven second mark i think it probably would have been smartest just to try to let them huck up to three and if they make it then make it we have a couple seconds left of game clock and we can call a timeout and we can try to get an opportunity so it was a it was a bit risky of a play and we're lucky dario missed uh one of those free throws yeah i i, I do i like the idea that's all i'm gonna say and it, it we got lucky and usually the timberwolves do not get lucky in those situations so, you know what? I'm happy it worked out for us because I, in the back of my head, I was waiting for Devin Booker to hit a three and tie up the game and then have us lose in overtime. I was waiting for that to happen. Yeah. And uh, so maybe they do know more than us. Maybe fouling there was the correct decision. Um, it, it ended up working out for us. So uh, we're, we're definitely happy about that. For sure. Plus. Second Suns game though. Uh, yeah, that was, um, I think it was more so Ant exerted him. Ant and Cat exerted themselves so much in that last game that they had only minimal gas left in the tank. I don't think everyone was locked in that game. I don't think everyone was playing as tough a defense as possible. We weren't making as much shots, and I think the Suns were just motivated to win. Yeah. Um, I think it was a combo of all of that that you know led to our loss, and we're on away we were away for both those games so i mean it's it's okay to split one out of two with the second best team in the west right now it's okay yeah i'd say that was kind of a throwaway game to be honest i don't think many people expected much from us that game except for um we were beefing with a, a phoenix suns fan page in the comment section so they were they were very excited to to comment back at me that we actually we lost that game the second game <laughs> so i'm happy for them that they and a denver broncos page too was also commenting at us so i'm happy for them that they got that win i hope it helped out their confidence but yeah that was a throwaway game and then the other game was the lakers game we watched that one i think that the final score doesn't really show the whole picture in that one i think that 
we played a really good game all the way up until maybe maybe the first couple minutes of the fourth quarter, and then it really got away from us. But I, I think it was a little bit closer than what the final score says there. I agree. I think uh, LeBron just took over in the fourth, and there was um, not much to it there. It's, it's tough, to, uh, tough to guard him in the fourth. Um, we forgot to mention, though, in the Suns game, or both those Suns games and the LeBron game, I thought Josh Kogi became his old self again. I thought Josh was that lockdown defender. Um, he made Devin Booker so mad in the second game that he took him out of the entire game after the first quarter. I don't know if you noticed that. I did not. Devin Booker got so frustrated that he, Kogi was locking him up. See, that's why if you check out the tier list video, you might be surprised with where uh, the Akogi landed on there. But yeah, like that's all we need from him. We don't need him to be a scorer. Like, I would, re- I want him to shoot less shots because he's he makes those great defensive plays and then he just chucks up a few bad shots. I'd be fine if he didn't shoot a shot the whole game. I think. Uh, yeah, I would be. I would 100% <laughs> be okay with that. Um, I think we have such a we're so top heavy offensively. I think that he just doesn't even need to shoot a shot. Maybe get a few offensive rebounds, a few assists, but he doesn't even need a shot. He can score 11 points without shooting without making a shot. Him and Vando, him and Vando should have a rule that they can't shoot the ball unless they're one to three feet outside the rim. <laughs> well, no, not with a Kogi. I've never seen a Kogi finish a shot. He so he's zero feet. He has to he has to dunk it. See, because like NBA players should be able to like make a finish look like close, but he when he like tries to finish a shot, it just does not even look close to good. Yeah, like, he just chucks it up. He chucks up prayers all the time. So, but yeah, that tends to happen a lot with him. I do. I am really, I'm really happy with what we saw from him just stepping up and like, cause that's, that's all we wanted from him. All we wanted from him was to be that great defender. And I think that he's, he's really stepped up. Yeah. Um, I expect no less than a win tonight, I think against the thunder. Um, if I'm correct, Shay and Lou Dort are the only people who do anything on that Thunder team. Besides, Baisley's been having a decent season, but we've seen the Thunder twice now. Um, we should have won both those games. I don't know how we lost the other one. It's probably because we went down 30 in the first half. But, um, yeah, this, this is an easy win, in my opinion. I don't think the Thunder are better than us at all. No, especially with Finch, dude. I think we're a completely different team than we were last time we played against the Thunder. Yeah, I think a resounding victory. I think uh, we don't – I don't even know if we have one of these this year. Do we have a 15-point victory? Yeah. Didn't we just beat um, someone by 30? Oh, yeah, we did. Um, the, I don't even know if we talked was it the Pelic? Didn't we beat the Pelicans, was it? We beat the Pelicans by 30, yeah, first game of the – I think we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, But, yeah, I, I, th- I think a 15-point win is in the works tonight. Um, Well – we're actually filming this the day after, so so last night they probably won by fifteen. Let's um, just for fun, let's. So how many points did Cat score last night? Do you think? Yeah. So okay, we confused the heck out of them. So guys, we're actually filming this video right now on the day of the Thunder game. So this was a day before you're watching it right now that we're yeah. filming this. Yeah. So we're well, gonna predict what Cat's stat line was yesterday or last we, night. If we get this right, you guys okay. owe us subs. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Al Horford garden him. I'm going to go 26, 10, 26, 12 rebounds, eight assists. 
All right. For me, I'm saying Cat's going to have – he's going to have a, not the biggest scoring night. I think he's going to go 24, but he's going to have an abominable rebounding night. I think he's going to have 24, 18 rebounds. <laughs> yep, career high, career night rebounding. 24 points, 18 rebounds, and seven assists. And then I think we're going to get into Ant-Man, who, um, who's going to make that second push at Rookie of the Year. I think he's going to score 32 points, um, six rebounds, four assists. All right, I'll go. Uh, I'll go thirty-one, six rebounds, two assists. All right, so uh, we're both putting him over thirty points, which is kind of a it's kind of a risk, but you know, if we get anything close to that, people are gonna think we actually like filmed the day. Oh, we'll, of. we'll show them this right here. That should say March twenty-second, everyone. March twenty-second. Get it focused. This camera sucks anyway. Whatever. Not... March March 22nd, we're filming this on. It's the 23rd you're watching this, so we have not seen the game. The game hasn't happened yet. And I think we um, should do one more stat line guess. I think Josh and Kogi, how many points is how many points is Josh Kogi going to put up tonight? I'm going six points, seven rebounds, Oof. one assist. <laughs> I'm saying two points, four steals, and three rebounds. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So those are some nice stats. Those are stats that win you games from those yes. players. So we're expecting a win is what we're expecting. Um, okay. So on to the first topic of conversation now that we're uh, through the games, I think we go, let's go Finch Finch first. Finchy. What are your first impressions of Finch? Well, it's not our first, it, my second impressions. So we all had that little first impression when he didn't have any practice time. Um, he just had a lot of injuries, no practice time, stepping right in, moving cities. And everyone's like, wow, like we should not have hired this guy. We should have went through a full coaching hiring process. No one was in on him. But like Chris and I said, we we're always very uh, even-minded. We said, just give him some time, give him some practices, give him till after the all-star break. And man, after that all-star break, is that Coach K or what? What's going on? We look like a kid. We- just having a real coach makes so much of a difference. And I hate to say it, but it makes us, it, it shows how bad of a coach Ryan Saunders was. Yeah. Um, guys, so we all know Finch is an offensive minded coach. Guess what we rank in offensive rating since the All Star break? I don't know. It's first in the NBA. We're the best offensive rated team in the NBA after the All Star break. And that's after Chris Finch implemented his offensive system. So, in my opinion, that's a great stat. Because he oh. is our, that is that is completely shifting what the Timber. This is what the Timberwolves were supposed to be all this year. This offensive-minded guru of a team, and uh, the defense is not there. Well, that's the well, see, that's, that's our, the issue. Yeah, we're getting into shootouts as of late, which we can't be giving up 130 points every single game because we're not going to be able to score 130 points every single game. No. So I think the defense needs some work. Um, Hopefully Vanderpool and Finch can come together and hopefully find something, something that works. Um, it's it's really interesting because obviously Peyton and I have been watching a lot of college basketball lately. Uh, March Madness, man, do they play great team defense in college? I love seeing defense, man. Yeah. Every single college team plays good defense. It's you're, awesome to you're see. the fan of the wrong NBA team, man. I know, man. It's it's so nice to see teams get stop like stop after stop, block after block. Like looks like the Pacers kind of, out there. 
dude, it's fun to see that it's hard for teams to score. Like, well, you'll see like five minute droughts in March, yeah. man. And it's just because a team will pack the paint. Yep. It's awesome to see. And obviously <clears throat> an NBA team would exploit that because their shooters are too good, but it's great to see, man. And I wish, I hope, I hope we can play some defense. I, I really do. That's the key to us winning in the end. Yeah. So I think two, two big highlights that I would point out from the, from the Chris Finch kind of the start of Chris Finch is cat is going to be more of a playmaker. He's going to be kind of modeled after Jokic and Anthony Edwards is going to be the man offensively. He's going to be taking most of our shots and he, so as of now, he's been coming through. And I think, yeah, I'd, just... I'd agree. Yeah. I think, uh, It'll be interesting to see where um, Malik and D'Lo fit in. I think Malik fits in seamlessly with this offense. I think you replace Malik with any corner wing on this team right now, and he's just a spot-up shooter. It's going to be awesome to see Malik Beasley in this Chris Finch system because he a lot of shooting, a lot of fast-paced offense, a lot of pick-and-roll, and he's going to be wide open on a lot of plays in the corner. The interesting part is D'Lo. Where's yep. D'Lo going to fit in uh, Chris Finch's system? Because right now it's Ant and Cat that are running all that pick and roll. So I, I don't know. Um, I hope he can take. I think Rubio has a decent role, and I think Rubio's been putting up a lot of points lately. So if you slide D'Lo into Rubio's role, it's just a better Rubio um, with a better shot. And I think D'Lo can still get his twenty in that system. I don't think he's by any means the first, second, or possibly even third high score going to be going forward. I think it's probably going to be Cat and Ant and then uh, Malik and then D'Lo. And I I don't know. I think D'Lo could be the fourth option on a championship team. So I, I hope he works seamlessly in that Chris Finch offense. And I think we've seen how creative of a coach he is so far. So I think he can make it work. Yeah, I think that he's had a lot of time right now. I think that I trust him as an offensive minded. Probably he's probably one of the smartest offensive minded coaches that there is on the planet. One of them. He's up at top 100 maybe. But what you got to see is that he's taking all this time right now. He had all of All Star break, all this time to try to figure out how he's going to play D'Lo. And I think that as long as he has an open relationship with D'Lo and they can just talk about it and try to figure it out. Obviously, it's going to be hard for D'Lo to um, accept maybe a little bit smaller of a role, but I think that they can make it work. I think that I think that the person who's kind of going to step down a little bit is I think Cat. His points are going to go down a little bit once we get D'Lo back. I think that he's kind of okay with that, honestly. Too. I don't think that he he's not really that spotlight player that Ant is. I think that he's okay taking that third role, second or third role. Yeah, I, um, I heard the ringer say it the best cats not the first best player on a championship team he's the second or third best player um and cat last year had to be the first best player and he was averaging a crazy like before he went down it was like 27 uh 12 and 4 which is just unsustainable for him to do that on a on a nightly basis so i think cat with around like 20 10 to 12 and 8 2010 and eight is like an amazing stat line for cat to average. And I think ant with like a 25 er with like six and four. Yeah. Great for him too. I think Malik right about the 20 spot, 18 ish, yeah, 18, 18 to 20, 20. and D'Lo right at the 15 to 18, six. I, I can see 16 Mike Conley average right now. Yeah. Um, 
And that's what? That's like 90 points a game from those four. That's that's a winning team. And that's why Josh Okoge doesn't need to take a single shot. And that's why if you add Aaron Gordon to that lineup too, who's stopping that team? Yeah, and like usually when you have these super teams put together, there's too many ball dominant. Like with James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, like when you see that team put together, you're like, okay, well, how how many basketballs are they playing with? Three? How are all these guys going to get all their touches? But with that team, I feel like it wouldn't be that hard for everyone to get theirs. I think that they, everyone could play very unselfishly. I think the chemistry on the Timberwolves is some of the best chemistry in the NBA. I think everyone has a really open relationship with each other. You never see player to player conflict no. outside of the locker room. Um, I think everyone loves playing for the Timberwolves, which is a good thing. Um, everyone loves the front office, the coach at the moment. Everyone backs up each other. Um, yeah, Sometimes this to is a, a winning team. Yeah, this is a winning team going forward. So I think my impressions on Chris Finch is he's the guy. This is the guy for, I hope, I hope like a decade. I hope for at least a decade that Chris Finch is the Timberwolves coach because I really like this guy. And um, yeah, I think that's end of the end of the Chris Finch talk. I I think he's the guy. Yeah. So we were, we were just kind of picking at it earlier, but um, about, so when, when is backing up your teammate crossing the line? Would you say that someone gets injured and then you back up your teammate right away? Is that appropriate? Or um, did D'Lo step out of line? Let, give him some context on the whole so the, situation. If you guys are watching this, I think all of our fans that watch Timberwolves talk are actually really invested in the Timberwolves and probably have already seen this. But after LaMelo, after the tweets came out that LaMelo broke his wrist and that he was out for the remainder of the season, um, D'Lo tweeted rookie of the year with like the emoji like this, you know, the sign emoji. And then uh, it had Anthony Edwards Twitter handle. So that was 10 minutes after the Woj tweet went out that he was out for the season. My, a lot of people weren't happy about it. Like around the league, a lot of people weren't happy. Well, Um, LaMelo is the face of the NBA. He's a poster boy of the NBA right now. So there's a lot of, a lot of fans. Hello, did we lose connection yeah, and there? it's – I think we're back. We're back. All right, we're back. Sorry about that, guys. You go. Yeah, we've been having issues with this. Uh, you guys would not believe the amount of issues we've had. I don't even want to talk about <laughs> it. Just, just, keep, just keep going. Just keep <laughs> – um, But, yeah, I think a lot of people took exception to it. LaMelo is the poster boy of the NBA. Um, my opinion on this is – I really don't care. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's kind of just like, obviously the timing was a little eh, but like, uh, I don't know. It's just like saying like, he's saying everything everyone's thinking. Like, yeah, we all thought the same thing. Right when I saw that, I'm like, oh, Anthony Edwards, the rookie of the year. So (laughs) my take on it is, I don't think it was much of a slander at LaMelo Ball. I think that it was like, all right, so now the top guy's out. Everyone could agree that LaMelo at this point of the season is the rookie of the year. The season ended right now due to a pandemic or something. I think that you would give LaMelo Ball rookie of the year, no doubt. And, I don't, and we're the biggest Anthony Edwards stands that there are, but I think that... See, I want to I wanna bring upon a take that I don't think anyone is talking about right now. So he gave the sighing emoji, which I think meant 
like everyone's sleeping on that Anthony Edwards is working his way up the rookie ladder. Like no one was even talking about Anthony Edwards as rookie of the year until this past week. Yeah. So I think it was more so just like, oh, everyone's sleeping on him. And now you're all here because LaMelo broke his hand. Now you're all like, oh, now Anthony Edwards, rookie of the year. When in all reality, I think they thought he was the real rookie of the year. Okay. I mean, I kind of, I have a little different take. I think that, so now that LaMelo's out, now it's an open race. So now I think well, it's not even, see, that's the thing. It's, it's not an open race right now is the thing. Anthony Edwards is the, Anthony Edwards is the LaMelo now. Like there's no, I'm sorry, Emmanuel quickly. I'm sorry, Tyrese Halliburton. You're not as good as Anthony Edwards and you're not having as good of a season as Anthony Edwards, especially well, there you go. late. That backed up exactly what D'Lo's saying. I think that he's saying, okay, well now that LaMelo's out of there, John, Anthony yeah, Edwards is like, the rookie of the year. First of all, no, no, because I, I like both those guys. I love Halliburton, and Quickly's fine, but Quickly's not even a starter, first of all. And Halliburton's kind of – the Kings are just not – I don't know how to word this. Like, Well, they're better the than Aaron, the Timberwolves. They're better than the Timberwolves at the moment, I guess. But Darren Fox, there's people that overshadow Tyrese Halliburton, whereas Anthony Edwards is the number one guy at the moment. Clear cut. Like, it's yeah. – you know what he's doing. So I think there's no even competition at this point. And it sucks for LaMelo, but like you have to play at least. It was kind of like the Zion rule where like Zion got hurt and then Ja had a good rest of the season. Like you can't give it to a guy, even though he has better stats per se, that, but he didn't play as many games because those stats can fluctuate. So well, it's I the mean, same thing with MVP. If one of the MVP candidates went out right now with a season ending injury, they'd be taken out of the MVP race. Yeah, so it's a fact. As of the moment, um, now that Lamelo is out for the rest of the season, and say Anthony Edwards just does a little bit of what he's been doing these past couple weeks, I'll say it right now. This is Chris's take: Anthony Edwards is Rookie of the Year. Wow, that's a very uh, you're going out on a limb with that take there. Yeah, I it just kind of bumming out. It's kind of it kind of bums me out because I would have liked to see Lamelo and Ant just have a head to head. Yeah. A, a good think, old fashioned Donovan Mitchell Ben Simmons race, and that would have been that's what we are kind of going for because Anthony Edwards he was coming. picked up steam, man. He was, and a lot of that's the problem. He's gonna win, and everyone's gonna say, "Oh, like Mickey Mouse." I saw, I already saw the comments. Mickey Mouse Mickey, rookie of the year. I, I already saw that, but it's too bad because there would have been a great finish. I think even if Lamelo came on top. Yeah, for sure, and I would have had no problem with Lamelo winning rookie of the year. And you know what? I think that that injury is one that usually doesn't have too many long-term effects. So I think LaMelo is going to be okay. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the whole Hornets fan base. And you know what? Injuries suck, man. Injuries suck. They will tell. So I saw, we follow a couple Hornets pages just because if you guys don't know, it's like a little, it's like a little NBA community, you know, all the smaller podcasts, media getting together. Um, and they're like, oh, man, like injuries suck. And I'm like, you're telling it to the people who have been injured this entire season since the second game. Like, we know the feeling of not having players. Like, it sucks not being able to watch a superstar or a great player that you acquired last year at the deadline that you can't watch with your other superstar. Yeah. So it so, sucks. I mean, injuries suck. Injuries suck. And, I mean, D'Lo – I mean, could he have been could he have been a little bit smarter? Yes. He could have maybe waited. Yeah. He could have worded it differently. But that is nothing to lose your mind over. He's not gonna get canceled over that. It literally there's nothing offensive about what he said. 
That's my take. My on. my thing was, I guess if I was D'Lo, if I wanted to say what D'Lo had to say, I'd wait till the Thunder game last night, and I'd let Ant have another great performance. I'd say, oh, now he's like then yeah, he can tweet the first, rookie. Once he scores his thirty-two points last night, um, once he does that, <laughs> then you can look at it and say, wow, that that is the rookie of the year because now it's a whole new race. That's the way I see it, and I, I think that's final. I don't think that people should be losing their heads over this. Yeah, so I made I made a big take. So I made a big take. I think now that Lamelo's down, I think Ant is the leader in the rookie of the year standings. Yeah, I don't I know think, if that's a. I think that's a pretty uh pretty average take to be honest. There, I think he's I think he's rookie of the year in my opinion now. All right, and uh, hopefully he can continue to uh, back us on that claim. Yeah, and now uh okay. Next, see guys, we told you at the beginning of this, there's so much Timberwolves stuff that came about this last week. Um, so let's not go into the Aaron Gordon stuff yet. Let's revert back to John Collins because he was kind of the first talk talk of the trade. So something came out. I don't know who released it. I think it was Bleacher Report maybe or The Athletic that the Hawks offered us John Collins for Malik Beasley in a first Timberwolves deny that trade. Um, really good choice, in my opinion. I'd, I honestly, if it was honestly just a Malik for a John Collins swap, I might even just keep Malik there. Like I love John Collins, but ooh, a, a twenty, a twenty-four-year-old. So this is what the Hawks are trying to get. They were trying to get a twenty-four-year-old with the best contract in the NBA right now. Yeah, the best contract in the NBA. You ha- sure. on a championship teams, you need very team friendly contracts for great players, and that's exactly what Warriors. we have. Yep, and a first round pick that would have been protected, but it's still a Timberwolves first round pick, which is going to be pretty high, usually. Usually, so we. I'm glad. I I hope what Rosas did was I I I hope he heard that offer on the phone and hung it up right away without even saying anything. And I that, hope that's what he did. That was yeah, because a lot of people are wor- me myself. I was a little worried that we were going to trade away Beasley because he has such high value right now. And just hearing that kind of may, relaxes me a little bit because now I'm like, okay. So now onto the Aaron Gordon. So that's just the John Collins thing. And John Collins is a much better player than Aaron Gordon. Magic want two first rounders and a young player is their starting price for Aaron Gordon. Obviously, everyone was freaking out over that. But that, it's like, anything in life you start high man you start the bar the highest it can possibly get so you can only work down from there you don't have to work back up that is an insane asking price for aaron gordon no one is giving them anything close to that for aaron gordon no it's most likely going to be a player a young player in a first there were some comments that surfaced that from his agent that he wanted a a big city with a lot of endorsements minnesota Um, there you go (laughs) <laughs> so i don't know is that a shot at minnesota i think that i think that's kind of trying to get minnesota away from the picture but then i also saw another thing zinski that said minnesota has been the heaviest pursuer of aaron gordon over the past few months i don't know where you go from there. i don't know what the heck is going to happen in these next three days of the trade deadline he could have already got traded while we're making while you guys are watching this oh yeah he could be he definitely could be traded already so I don't know. I don't know if it, if it hasn't happened already. I, I honestly have no clue who is the leader right now because it's the Blazers, Celtics and Wolves, I think. Or the Nets. 
I I don't think the Nets have the, the I Nets don't have the capital, but that, that would be a Nets move. Yeah. No, but um, honestly, man, at this point, after what we've been talking about with the Chris Finch Wolves, I I honestly will be okay if we don't get Aaron Gordon. I don't think we need him. I think I think he's just a great if they can somehow land him for like I think the deal has to be Rubio and we because Peyton and I did the trade simulator before and it can't be Rubio Culver in a first because then the magic would be over the luxury tax. So it has to be a, a uh Rubio Noel, Rubio Rubio Lehman. I it's just not gonna be uh I don't know how it'd work a Culver trade is the issue there. Um Maybe the Magic throw in a player two to work if they want Culver, but I don't think they. Want I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess who, who said they were head over heels for um, Ricky Rubio? That's what Probably we Darren. thought we heard. Probably Darren said that. <laughs> but then there's so okay, a lot of rumors. Sir, I don't know why Aaron Gordon is like the most talked about NBA player right now, but. So I think it was Darren again. Darren, you got hit on one of these, man. We can't keep <laughs> all these rumors. You don't hit on one. Darren's got hit on something. He, he said they've been. He said there's been talks of a three-team trade now. Oh yeah, a three-team trade, um, where we ship off Rubio to the Magic. We get Gordon. I think we ship a pick. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Darren's confusing me the past few weeks. I keep checking my phone just to make sure that maybe. Maybe something will pop up, but yeah, like I said, I'd love to get Gordon, but if we don't end up pulling the trigger and we just kind of keep our roster and maybe add someone in the off season, like maybe a John Collins in the off season, you know what? I'd be okay with that. I and think. uh, yeah, I mean, if we add one of the, if we add Aaron Gordon though, that's a super team starting lineup. Like every single one of those players is S through B tier players. Yeah. And that's what we need. That's that's uh that'd be a great starting lineup, actually. So we'll see what happens. Maybe you got traded. Maybe there's a celebration while you're watching this. And oh, we we'll will put out be, another video. Yeah, we'll be making an emergency Aaron Gordon Timberwolves talk. Hopefully tomorrow or uh, maybe Wednesday. I don't know. It'll be soon. We'll be making that video for you guys. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess we're still in the John Collins sweepstakes, is what I've been seeing. For some reason, um, I don't believe it. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Um, Norman Powell, I've been seeing he a lot has been popping up on the uh, Facebook group, Twitter, all over. I kind of like- love Norman. I love Norman Powell, but as Greg Weasley told me today, why jam another log in the log jam already? Just no need for him i think at this right. moment um, hey boss lost great... you there lost you there for a few lost seconds me yep what did greg weasley tell you i think we should be good if you just tell us that okay greg weasley told yep. us don't shove a don't shove a log in an already jammed log dam don't jam the logs even more we already have too many guards yep we don't need a guard we don't need another guard and powell's been incredible this year 20 point per game score third highest three-point percentage in the nba great player but we just don't – we have that in Jalen Noel, I think, off the bench at the moment. Yeah. We Maybe a little, a little bit less, but we don't – we need a big. We need a big. There's no way around it. We need a four. Vanderbilt's not cutting it. Layman can't play the four. Akogi, please 
no, not again. That was terrible to watch. Yeah, we need a four. Um, I think I think that if we could get a good deal for for uh, Norman Powell, then you can never complain. To dispute Greg, I hate. Oh, shit. Do you I, do you send so do you send Noel then away? No, I think wouldn't Rubio be the guy in that in that conversation? See, I don't know if I would be willing to give up Rubio. I guess for Powell. Definitely not. I don't know. It it just doesn't seem like a deal. I don't. I don't think that's going to be a deal that ever really comes to fruition. Um, a lot of rumors not, going around. A lot of rumors. A lot of rumors. Feels like. Um, yeah, I don't know what else trades. I guess those are the only three players I've really seen. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. I really. I think the favorite, I guess, is Aaron Gordon at the moment, from what I've been hearing. But a lot of rumors. Just keep that. Well, in mind. A lot of keep repeating that. A lot of rumors. We've addressed this in the past that nine. What do we say? Ninety-eight percent of the things you see are not going to happen. Yeah. Well, because people got to get the clicks, man. You got to realize that we do it all the time. We we put out a little clickbaity little title that's a little clickbaity just to try to get a few views. Everyone's doing that. That's that's what they try to do. They they're trying to get you to click on their stuff. Um, but yeah, if we pull in Aaron Gordon, I think that I think that's that we're set for the future with that. That's our starting lineup. So leave your, leave a comment down below. What do you think a fully healthy team for a full season of D'Lo, Malik, Ant-Man, Aaron Gordon, and Cat goes? What record? What seed? Okay. So we got, so the starting lineup would be D'Lo. Sorry, I'm repeating exactly what you said. Um, D'Lo, Ant-Man, Malik, Malik, Aaron Gordon, and Cat. And then maybe you throw in Cade Cunningham there instead of Malik, maybe. Well, let's go no, because I don't think we're gonna have a that. We'll get into that in a sec, but I don't think we're gonna have a dra- our draft okay. pick this year for. A so what? Seasons. I could see us. I could see us finishing at the at least the five seed. You got to be the five seed. With Noel as a six man and Rubio coming off the bench, I think so too. Like there's You have to be. If you're, especially with the praise that we're giving Finch here, you have to be the five seed at least with that lineup. And anything worse than that is very problematic. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a very good team. Um, That seems like a, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. Anything five or less, I think would be a great great placement for that team um i don't know if we win a there's there's just too many super teams right now in the nba to compete with is the issue um but i think that team would go far i I really do think they go pretty far in the playoffs but you kind of you kind of touched on a second um the pick situation so guys i don't even think we're going to be in the top three worst teams in the league for a couple for a couple reasons um I think there's even a chance to make a push for the 10 seed, but we're not even going to talk about that. I think the Pistons will finish worse than us. The Rockets will finish worse than us. I think there's a chance that possibly the Kings are worse than us. Pistons. I already said the Pistons. Yep. Um, Thunder. Thunder, possibly. I mean, guys, with the when we have our fully healthy squad, we're better than all those teams. And that's the issue. We haven't had a fully healthy team. And with Ant playing how he is right now, uh, there's no way. There's no way that they're 
that we're going to finish like this. I think we, I don't know if we have a winning second half of the season. I don't know if we have a winning record, but it'll be close to 500. I guarantee you that. It already is right now. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we're going to have our pick this year. And I mean, after watching Cade against Oregon state last night, and then in the first round, he's not that, that I would go buddy Bayheim right now. Number one, (laughs) (laughs) buddy Bayheim or McKinley, Wright, The fourth, those are my top two picks in the draft so far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's fun time to be a Timberwolves fan. I think every, I think the trajectory that we were talking about at the beginning of the season is finally, uh, finally going up. This is where we wanted to be in the beginning of the season. This is kind of what we projected the team to be. And it's kind of cool just to, I mean, we had to wait a long time and we had to get a new coach, but it's kind of nice seeing that like it's kind of all coming into fruition here and it's just going to get even better when we get D and Malik back. And I just hope, I hope Chris Finch can make it work. I really do. Yeah, man. Unless, one last thing I kind of want to touch on, I guess before. Um, so yeah, yesterday we came out with that tier list video and we haven't had a chance to look at it, like the view count on it, but hopefully it does well. Um, what are some other topics you guys want us to tackle? We're trying to we're trying to grow our channel here by making these little shorter, like 10 to 15 minute videos on like specific topics. So just drop in the comment section what is something what are some things that you want us to touch on? That would be a cool little video. Anything. Get creative. We'll do any any type. Any, of- we want to do like challenge type, not like real life challenge videos, but challenge videos oriented to the Timberwolves. Like the tier list was a great one. Um I think like, I really like the comment videos and you guys seem to enjoy those too, where you leave a comment. Everyone seems to be super happy when their comment gets picked. So we're going to try to do those a little bit more often. Um, Try to get everyone's comment responded to, but yeah, if there's any more like little games or um, anything like that, that's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a short video. That's not a Tim Rolls talk. We'd love to do it. So yeah. One last thing, one last idea I got. Um, it just takes one person in the comment section to say that this would be a cool idea. So Chris and I, we're, uh, we have a, we're long distance. Um, he's in Madison. I'm when I'm in, uh, Western Wisconsin. So an idea I had is that we could play a, a PS4, um, 2k game of the game b- before it happens and upload it. So like, say today we would do the thunder game and then we'd upload it. And then just like, I don't know, just kind of like a little preview game. I think that would be kind of a cool idea to do. like literally we read every single comment you guys leave um lately it's been in the 50s 60s in comments um we read every single one literally if you say something we we will probably do it so if you want to comment a suggestion we will probably do it in the video yeah why not we'll just do it and we'll put your comment up on the screen to give you a little shout out before but guys Thank you for watching. I know this one was a little bit longer and I know you guys had to wait a little bit for it. Um, Hopefully we're going to be a little bit more consistent here in the next week or so. And hopefully we're going to have an emergency Timberwolves talk number two, Aaron Gordon trade. So thanks for watching. Um, Have a great week, guys. You know what? Have a good one.